Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome into 104.3 The Fans Coffee Break. Jake Shapiro, Rachel Veal, hanging out with you. It's Friday, Jake. It's Friday. I'm excited. I don't. I know you. I just saw on the bottom of the screen it says Rapids on international break. Did you see that they called down the entire team to play Rapids with Rapids too? I did not see that. That's awesome. Okay, so Rapids won. Yep. All got called down to play with Rapids too. The like the JV team for the Rapids, uh-huh. MLS Next Pro. They were playing St. Louis, who's an expansion team who's going to join MLS next year. So it's MLS is MLS two team. Uh, the game went to a shootout. The Rapids needed a last-second goal from Nico Mazakita to even just keep it tied. So uh, the entire starting group for the Rapids almost lost to a minor league soccer team um, this week. So, yeah, it was, it was not a good week for our pids, Rachel. Okay, so I, let's actually get into this really quick, Jake, because I had so many people at the beginning of the season who were like, you're not giving this Rapids team enough credit. Like, you're not talking about them, blah, 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 blah. I think they personally made too many changes that it's hard when you bring in new people all the time. And like you had such a good, strong core that you already had. And then again, you add all these names and everything and it's hard to adjust sometimes. What's your reason for why the Rapids kind of fell off this season? I mean, they're tied for the last playoff spot right now in the West and half more than half the league makes the playoffs, like three quarters of the league. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, the reality is when they're the Rapids and the Cronkies have put them on the budget that they have, that they're going to need to turn over and sell some of the young players. So when you look at Cole Bassett, Sam Vines, some of those younger players, you need to sell them off so you can go out and acquire more players and more veterans that are proven. However, when you look at a guy like Helen Acosta, like that feels like they needed to keep him. He's been really good for LAFC. He was so good for the Rapids. And yeah, that's some of that roster turnover. And they really didn't return all those guys, but they've also had a couple key injuries with Brian Galvan going down for the season early on. And he was going to take a lot of those cold minutes. So it's kind of been a mess, but I also think last year they, they overachieved. They weren't necessarily as good as what they ended up being, which is awesome as a fan, but the Mm -hmm. expectations for this club coming in maybe were a little too high compared to where they were. They were going to be. Meanwhile, Rachel, only show in Denver that starts the Rapids coverage. Like, let's go. It's me and you. Hell yeah. We love to see it. We already got a comment that says, go back to the All Blues for home game. They're talking about Broncos uniforms. John Davis is going to join us here in a little bit because I know this is a hot topic about the new owners and the Broncos too. But I love the Rapids talk. Now let's talk some Colorado Avalanche because boy, oh boy, does it look like they're going to be playing Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, Tampa looked great last night. I was on with Sandy and Sean after the game, and we we were talking about it. And, you know, I think this is the most interesting series from a hockey perspective. Maybe with the New York market, it's more interesting and more eyes on it. But honestly, I don't want to see any of those New York yuppies raising the price of tickets out here in Colorado. Like, get out of here. Like, Tampa's going to be the best for the fan atmosphere. You can make the case, Rachel, that – Tampa Bay is actually a, a hockey town, even with t- Tom Brady and the Bucks playing so well down there, that that team has just captivated that city. Back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, Nikita Kucherov, who, you know, if McDavid's the best player in hockey, Leon Dreisaitl is four and McKinnon's three, uh, or McKinnon's two, whichever way you want to stack it, Nikita Kucherov's right there with those guys. Um, of course, McDavid's in another world, but Nikita Kucherov, Stephen Samkos is a Hall of Famer. Victor Hedman's a Hall of Famer. Andre Vasilevsky's a Hall of Famer and one of the best goaltenders I've ever seen. Uh, that would be an awesome, awesome series. That team is so good. And then I kind of put it in context, too. Like, 
you think about basketball and all these injuries we've seen from these teams, including the Nuggets and like the Lakers the last few years, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning have played just as much hockey as those guys basketball in that short amount of time frame. They've gone to the Stanley Cup and won it the last two years and the bubble season and then the condensed season and now we're here. So they've played a lot of hockey and they look a little bit tired, even though they're getting through the Rangers right now. So honestly, it might end up being a little bit better of a matchup, but the Rangers in terms of experience, like they've got a bunch of kids on that team. Uh, Shashertskin is a great, great goaltender, but really inconsistent this playoffs. So you're looking at it and you're like, maybe both of these matchups are a little bit more favorable, but I don't know. Part of me is like saying, I kind of want Tampa Bay because no doubt you get the ring, you get the ring. No one's going to dispute the fact that you're the champs, but you beat the two time reigning champs. You look back on this in five years, you go, yeah, that Avs team, they beat the prime lightning with Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Vasilevsky. And Mm -hmm. that was a team that had gone to the cup or the conference finals in like seven of the last eight years. That's a massive historical context win. No, absolutely. And there's a comment coming from Raphael. Does Tampa goalie scare you a little? Yeah. Andre Vasilevsky's unbelievable. Like, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, I talk about this with Darcy versus Pavel in terms of, you know, I think Darcy's not a guy you can beat straight up. I think you need to get him moving side to side. You need to, to, to get a tip shot. You need to get some traffic in front of the net. Vasilevsky, you're not scoring, period. Like, th- that's it. Like, you're, you're lucky if you're going to get two, three goals. And what I find interesting is normally in hockey, it's, it's, it's great goaltending and opportunistic scoring in, in the playoffs. I don't know how the abs recipe, which is the inverse of that, is going to work against Andre Vasilevsky, where you're putting four, five, six on the board, and you're just playing uh, to, to hope your goalie doesn't allow four or five. So that would be a really interesting mashup in terms of, like, clashing styles. But, yeah, Vasilevsky's huge. He's so good. That defense is phenomenal, which I think gets overlooked a little bit. You got a guy like Ryan McDonough, who used to be, I think, the captain of the Rangers on their second defensive pairing. Like Bobby Ryan's on their third, on their their checking line, and he used to be a star. Like they've got such a good team, and they're so deep. I mean, this is without mentioning Point, who's hurt right now. Uh, so yeah, like I, I think that you look at this team across the board, and it's great. But Vasilevsky's obviously. Just, just the star of this team. No, okay. So my only thing on that is, did you did you have time to watch the game last night, Jake? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you've oh, you've also probably been on Twitter and you've seen the picture of Vasilevsky over here in the goal and the Ranger player, literally who should have put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, well, opportunities can be scored on him despite how good he is. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's never allowed a goal to be scored, but this is a guy who just won two Stanley Cups. Early on in his career, he almost stole one from the Chicago Blackhawks during their run. He's had a long run of success in in the playoffs. And you have to keep in mind, there was one team better than the Avs during the regular season this year. It was the Florida Panthers. The Florida (laughs) Panthers got swept and could not score against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Florida Panthers were the only team in the NHL that had just as high flying of an offense as the Avs. So, yeah. Well, besides the Oilers. Well, yeah. And the Oilers were playing a different level. Of, uh, the Oilers were playing like, you throw a Hail Mary, I throw a Hail Mary. Yeah. In, in terms of the constraints of normal hockey, the Panthers and Avs were playing a version of hockey. The Oilers were playing a version of basketball. 
Um, <laughs> well, let's be honest. Like that was just a different team. Um, but yeah, you know, Vasilevsky is just unbelievable. You can't say enough good things about him. And mm-hmm. if the abs beat him, like, man, we're talking about like Jordan taking down the Pistons or like even, you know, just some other cases in sports like that, where it's just like, that was like their hero building narrative arc thing to take Cecil's line. Who's normally with you on a Friday. Yeah, right. Well, Cecil is picking up his daughter from Oregon State, so safe travels to him. But does New York stand any chance going into Game 6? Yeah. Um, You know, Tampa Bay's gotten stronger as this series has gone along. They've won three Mm -hmm. straight games, I think, or two – yeah, three straight games. Um, They won the first two, and Tampa Bay was a little rusty, I think, coming off of a break after their first series – and the fact that they were playing at home, the Rangers are actually the team supposed to win this series. They're the lower seed. Uh, but when you look at the Lightning, they only needed to steal one home game. They did that last night in game five. Uh, so do I look at the Rangers and say this is the team that should win this series? No. But you look at their team and you talk about depth like I always do in this time of season, this time of year. You've got guys like Lafayette on their third line who's a top prospect, who's a top pick. He's awesome. You look at their top line, Artemi Panarin is just a filthy hockey player. Adam Fox is probably the best defenseman in hockey right now. you got to think that they could string together a night, but you're looking at it right now and you're thinking, hey, which teams are starting to run out of steam? And I think both of these teams are honestly starting to run out of steam a little bit. And that's when you start talking about the apps where it's like, oh, rust versus rest, rust versus rest. There's no such thing as rust really in hockey. Maybe that affects the abs for 10 minutes after uh, eight days off or nine days off, whatever it's going to be. But that last series against the Oilers, they had a major injury in almost every single game. So not having to play two extra games against the Oilers saves them almost two major injuries. These Oilers are, or this Rangers lightning series is going six, at least maybe seven. They are facing injuries. We don't know about. You heard the injuries that came out with Darnell Nurse, uh, the top defenseman for the Oilers, where he was playing with like a torn hip flexor and he was somehow on the ice. Like some of these injuries, these guys are ridiculous. So when I talk about rust versus rest and maybe these teams are kind of petering out because they're just faced so much and they look like now they're playing a slower version of the same sport they were playing just a few weeks ago. The Avs don't necessarily have that same problem, albeit they have some major injuries, but to the best of our knowledge, McKinnon and McCarr look great, and they don't look injured at all. Landy's a little bit slow, and then, of course, you've got Nazem Kadri, who's out. So the Avs are facing some of this, but I think that Rangers and Lightning series is facing it across the board. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also hoping that the Rangers can push it to a Game 7 because that means that they have to figure out what to do at MSG with Justin Bieber and then the NHL Eastern Conference final game seven. And let's throw it back to yesterday real quick, Jake, because DMAC, he's a big fan of JB. Baby, baby, baby. Ooh. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Ray. You don't mess with the Biebs. Hey, Google, play Justin Bieber. Wait, wait, be patient. All right, D-Mac, as always, love hanging out with you. Thank you so much as you dance your way out on to the Avalanche practice. Thank you, everybody, too, for hanging out with us on Coffee Break. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. Bye, everybody.
you gotta love D-Mac, man. That's all I gotta say. He is so funny. He is not scared ever to just have fun and roll with it. But I am interested to see what will happen if a game seven is expected. Yeah, uh, I disagree. Uh, the Rangers are the anchor tenant of that building with 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 the New York Knicks. I think Justin Bieber is going to get bumped, but I don't even. I, I guess Madison Square Garden. You have three hundred events a year there, unlike Ball Arena, where it's like you know maybe there's a couple concerts a year. So it's going to be pretty hard for you know Justin Bieber to get rescheduled or the Rangers to get rescheduled. Uh, but those times are pretty much set in stone, and uh, that's going to be pretty funny. And, and, and somebody in uh, James Dolan's organization who runs the Rangers is probably rooting very hard for the Rangers to lose on, uh, <laughs> tomorrow. So, yeah, that, that's a pretty funny situation. And I, I guess we know how DMAC won his wife over because those are some A-grade dance moves. Oh, baby. Yes, they are. All right. Well, last day of OTAs for the Broncos was yesterday, and our very own Andrew Mason has an update for you. Out here at Broncos OTAs, and of course, the ownership transition is the big thing on everybody's mind. We heard from Pat Sertan, Garrett Bowles, and Brandon McManus about it. Of course, McManus, the longest tenured Bronco on the roster. So he was actually part of the team for Pat Bowen's last team picture back in 2014. But uh, asked all three of them that if any of the new owners came to you, what would you tell them that you'd like to see done uh, for the players? What would you like to see shown from the ownership? McManus said wants to know that there's trust there. Says he's going to communicate well with them. Of course, he is the NFLPA rep for the Broncos. Garrett Bowles said he wants to see love from the owners. Some of that is emotional. Some of that is material. He said what the Rams have gotten from Stan Kroenke, facilities and otherwise, that's a way of showing love. Pat Sertan, younger player, said he wasn't quite sure of what he'd say if offered that. Also from out here, Sertan mentioned he's had two interceptions during OTAs so far. And Garrett Bowles, he's missed some time at OTAs. We found out why. It's because a couple of his kids had COVID. They're better. Everything's good. He's back to work. That's it from here at OTAs. Talk to you next time. Should the Broncos change uniforms? Our very own John Davis hanging out with me. If you didn't know, John and I are on Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. on 104.3 The Fan. Make sure you hang out with us then. But, John, yes. you wrote an article for DenverFan.com this morning. You're getting a little bit of hate, and you're getting a little bit of love. Tell the fans what you were talking about. Yeah, it was uh, – you got me? You can hear me? I always got to ask good. that first. Perfect. Yeah, why do people – Why do, I, got, I got it back here. You know what we did in this uniform right here? We, we won three Super Bowls. That's what we did in this uniform. And you get everybody always clamoring to bring back the old uniforms. The old uniforms that they got stomped four times in Super Bowls. That Maybe not everybody's as old as me, but in elementary school, I got that the Broncos aren't going to win the Super Bowl. The Broncos suck. Cowboys, 49ers, all of that. The last game they played in those old blue D on the helmet was a loss to Jacksonville in 1996. Most embarrassing loss in team history. It's the uniforms they wore when Joe Montana came back on Monday Night Football and beat John Elway. And I had to hear it from all the Montana fans the next day in fourth grade. Don't bring those back. I don't know anybody wants to bring back. Everybody's nostalgic in Denver. Why would you not be nostalgic about these uniforms that you went to four Super Bowls in, but you're three and one? You had Peyton Manning. You had the highest scoring offense. You beat Tom Brady. First team to ever do it in the playoffs. I just, I don't know. We're about to have our third Hall of Fame quarterback in these uniforms right here. And everybody wants to run them out of town and go back to some stupid stuff that all we did was get embarrassed in. 
don't do it. Okay. Because they're ugly. It's because they're ugly. That's, That's why. why. Like, they're ugly <laughs> like they really are. Uh, they're and they're ugly? Yeah. The, oh, these terrible. are ugly. They're not The white ones are ugly, but the blue ones aren't. Uh, no, bo both are bad. Like they're no. not good uniform designs. Like the, 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 the classic Broncos look, and that orange one's not great either. Like the classic Broncos look is the, the, the old orange uniform that John's talking about. And that's why I think people are nostalgic and want it back because it's their best look aesthetic wise. Now, John, I get your argument because when I think about the Miami Marlins, their best look in terms of what I know them as is black and teal because that's what they won World Series in. Right. But right. it's their ugliest look. <laughs> it, it's their That's the, yeah, I'm not saying this is beautiful. Like this stripe on the side is one of the dumbest things that's ever been put on a uniform ever. But the first, <laughs> they won back-to-back -back Super Bowls when they first did. When they first unveiled these uniforms, they made John Elway model it. He was so embarrassed, you could tell. But it's... It is uh, it's what we've wanted, and, and everybody gets nostalgic over everything. And I think right now we're, we're, uh, we're not appreciating what we have. It's been nothing but great stuff in these uniforms. I don't know why you want to change. Look, the Packers never change their uniforms, and those are dumb. It's green and yellow. When's the last time you wore green and yellow together? When's the last time you're like, this green and yellow looks really good? Green Bay just keeps doing it, and they've won a bunch of Super Bowls. Not a bunch, but they've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's just this was the best luck. And everybody's like, don't be superstitious, okay? Then why, if you don't think uniforms are superstitious, then why in Super Bowl 50, when the Broncos had the choice to wear orange or white, did they wear uh -huh. white? The reason is because they were 0-4 in Super Bowls. They are superstitious about uniforms, so don't run the most successful ones out of town. Okay, I like it. I disagree with both of you. The oh. white one's the worst. We can all agree on that one. But And then it's orange and blue. So orange is number one, blue is number two for the current uniforms. But I don't think they're bad. Like, why are they bad looking? Well, the, the stripe is just not good, as John it's mentioned. It's uh, I think I they're think very... Bad, though. But, like, they're also very ununique. Not unique. No, ununique? Ununique. Uh, yeah, ununique. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they just they, they don't stand out like there's nothing special about them. I'm not saying the Broncos need the Seahawks uniforms, but they're a team with so much history. And that classic stripe down the side of their old orange uniform, mm. the blue, orange, blue or whatever that was with a little white was just a really solid look. Um, orange, I, orange is the color I associate with the Broncos. Like if, if the Bears are blue and orange, the Broncos are orange and blue. You know, and when you say orange and blue, you don't say blue and orange. So I, I just think their home jersey should be that orange jersey. Their main jersey should be that orange jersey. And then their alt should be the blue where they wear it maybe once or twice a year. Uh, and, you know, they need a little bit of a tune up, even if they do, you know, wear white in the Super Bowl. And they do decide, hey, these are the uniforms that are sticking around. John, they have tuned it up over the years a little bit. They need a more of a refresher for this uniform. And maybe they, they cut down on the stripe a little bit. Maybe they add a secondary stripe down the side. I more don't know. Stripes. Yeah, I mean, maybe they add like a, a, a two-tone stripe or something. But, you know, you, you talk about dumb stripes. And we were just talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a thing called winning stripes in their uniforms. In their armpit. They have black, blue, and white stripes, and they mm. call them winning stripes because one year they put them on their uniforms in 2004, and they won the Stanley Cup. And they that's kept exactly them it. Okay. And that's it. It's why get rid of what's worked. Look, look. You look at the New York Jets. They've had new uniforms every like five years. You know why? Because they suck, and they've got to do something to make everybody excited about them. We don't suck. We sucked recently, but we've corrected it. 
or we, I'd say we, the Broncos, but they, they, it's a tune up. Okay. So that's the other argument is, is a tune up. Cause everybody, I think people would be okay with the color rush without the orange pants. Yeah. Is the primary. I think a lot. Awful. Would they look better with white pants? Oof. Uh, I don't know. They could do the Rockies and wear green pants. They could, yeah, make license plate. They could just just make green jerseys. Okay, have you (laughs) seen the mock-up, though, that somebody did? And, Jake, you may even be able to find it, but it's, like, a, it's a lighter blue almost um, with like a little bit of a lighter orange too and it's white. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I've seen They it. look so good. Like whoever look did good. that mock-up, hopefully Jake can find it for all the viewers, but eight, those are good uniforms. I would take those. I don't want to get rid of, everybody wants to bring back the D logo. That's that's kind of where a lot of this stems from is they want yeah. that old logo with the D. I, I don't I don't want that. Again, it's 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 really old. And, and I get that people, what's old is new again. And I know the Eagles are going back to their old uh, Kelly Green uniforms here in about a year. But the Eagles, they, they won a Super Bowl in that. They should have kept it. I, I think I think everybody's just clamoring for that so bad. They're not appreciating. They're not appreciating this logo in this uniform. And they want that D back. But, you know, I, I watched, the last game they played in that was the Jacksonville game. I cried. I cried. My dad had to be like, you got to stop crying over this stuff. And I never I want to like see that everyone has again. cried because of the Broncos at some point. That's true. I've cried because of the Broncos. Jake, but, have you ever cried because of the Broncos? Uh, no. Good for you. That's me. I'm not. Good I'm, for I'm more you. Of a Buffs guy, then yeah. And and I think I found the jerseys just as Let's a side note. Tell me if these are wrong. Yeah, that's the ones. So good. Although I've seen no a different. I've seen a different one too. But that's but see that's the color rush with just not orange pants and a different shade of blue. And that's what I'm talking about. The side, the side shoulder stripes are way mm-hmm. better than the striping down the side. So I ask you this, John, okay, if that, that jersey existed but it was white and blue, would you be cool with that as the tune-up? Or do you need the ugly stripe down the side where the where you're no. looking at the team and you're like, oh, they're one color when you look at them from the side? Oh, magically they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay so if we're doing a tune-up and they're, these are very 90s this is in the 90s everything looked kind of silly like this um if they're doing the tune-up i could get rid of the stripe down the side and i would be cool with that color rush orange right and white here. yeah i just don't it, you got to keep the logo of these or something you can't just wipe these out completely so if you're going to go back to a more traditional jersey you can't bring back the d logo i get that everybody likes it it's so cool bah, they didn't win anything in that so you, you can't just disrespect the uniform that changed everything. The uniform that they wore when John Elway did the helicopter, when Terrell Davis got the migraine and came back in. You can't just disrespect that uniform and wipe it out. and go. You can't go back to your ex that didn't treat you right, right? You can't, you can't go back to your ex that didn't treat you right. I see this, your point. Th- this, this spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend has been amazing. And we're just going to move on to the ex- it was just full of disappointment. We can't. Okay. I know the Broncos are about winning the Super Bowls, but you also have to, to, to make a case that going to four Super Bowls is really successful. That was. Like, it, like yeah, and, and those jerseys rocked. Like, these jerseys suck. Like, I'm with you. Wear okay. the white if you get to the Super Bowl, but maybe change up the jerseys a little bit before that. And, and they've won. And they've won. They've won a lot without those jerseys, too. Just not. I'm pulling up the ones I was thinking of because this is 
Do we I have like one? That's a lot. Hold up, hold up. What did we do before Photoshop? You cannot tell me those aren't sick looking. I can't see it. Oh, there we go. I got it. Cool. That's the same. Yeah, that looks uh, that looks cool. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't look cool. That actually looks better. Like that's not, that's a significantly better looking uniform. But it's not. It's, like it's disrespecting. It's disrespecting the legacy of this uniform that was what you won all that you won all your Super Bowls in. It's, it's disrespectful just, it's, to my eyes that they're still wearing that. Honestly. It is pretty like, crazy they're still wearing like, it. <laughs> It's like if the Avalanche had kept the name Colorado Extreme, you know, and they were still the Colorado Extreme till today. Like, I'm done with this 90s stuff. Like, it's great Jurassic Park's coming out, new and all. But the Toronto Raptors almost just changed their name because they realized how dumb it is. Like, like, like we're done. We're done with the 90s thing as I look like I'm straight out of the 90s. But we're done with the 90s thing. We, we, yeah, it's... It, Again, it's terrible looking, and, and, and I understand. But what would happen with this? We talked that the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they've been wearing, what you call them, winning stripes? Winning stripes, what they call them. winning stripes. The Tampa Bay Lightning were a joke when I was growing up. They were a joke. Now they've got winning stripes. They're back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. They're about to go to the third one. They've got their winning stripes. If the Broncos were to change their uniform and not win, what would everybody be saying? But what part of the jersey makes it the iconic thing? Is it the fact that they wear white when they go to the Super Bowl? Or is it mm. the ugly stripe down the side? And that's my point. If they go to the Super Bowl, wear white. Until then, I think you can change up the uniforms quite a bit. What about the logo? The logo, want- I, I, I know Rachel likes, we, we mm. had this talk the other day. Rachel loves the current logo. And I personally am a fan of... The, the older logo, the D with the bucking Bronco, I think that's a gorgeous logo. When I think Broncos football, I think of that. Personally, I would kind of combine the two and make the modern Bronco maybe the head of the bucking Bronco and a, a little bit more colorful. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know how you would do that exactly. But I think that orange D is what you think of when you think of Broncos football. I was going to say some graphic designer right now is like, I hate Just, Jake Shapiro for even giving that idea out there. Graphic design is my passion. What can I say? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I want to get into this because this is something I actually didn't know, but thanks to Justin Simmons Twitter yesterday, mm. I learned that players put out or like plan what they're going to walk into the stadium to like months ahead of time. I had no idea. I thought that they just like maybe one week they saw something cool and they were like, you know what? I'll wear this for the next week. I didn't realize there was so much fashion planned with this. I think it's great. I I plan out what I'm wearing to the grocery store like that. So, and I don't even have cameras on me. So I totally get, I totally get why they're, they're making sure their drip, their swag is on point. Yeah. I, I, everywhere I go, I'm like, I'm like, like Rachel, we do our our show on Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings. I'm like, all right, am I wearing the air force ones or the vans today? So I get why they're planning this out. John, you ever save a fit? You're like, I'm not doing enough things today for this fit. Yes, yes, yeah. I have have shirts I like. People are like, why haven't you worn that? And I'm like, because not enough people are going to see me in that shirt yet. So yes, I save fits, definitely. Are you both outfit repeaters? No. Um, I was going, I'm going to Nuggets today and I almost put on the same shirt that I wore to Nuggets last Friday. And I said, got to ditch it, got to wear something else. Um, I mean, I'll wear the same outfit again, eventually, Mm -hmm. but like in terms of back to back, I got to change it up. Although 
uh, let's say I'm seeing one group of friends on a Friday night and I'm only out for like three hours and, you know, I didn't sweat or didn't get that stinky. I'll wear that same outfit on a Saturday. With a different crew. With a different group. With a different, with, with a different crew. Yeah, yeah I won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Let me tell you, if there's a picture of me on the internet wearing a shirt, you will never see me in public in that shirt ever again. Over. Ever. It's done. I'll wear it around the house. I'll wear it maybe to the grocery store. But as far as hanging out with the, the squad and everything, you will never see me in that shirt ever Dude, again. That's why it's good me and you on camera right now. We're wearing black shirts. We can get away with wearing these again. Exactly. Yep. exactly. Well, that's why I did it. So what I've learned is that guys are just as much like girls when it comes to fashion. One thing I learned. Okay, we got to get into one more point that I want to hit with both of you. And Mace ran a poll on Twitter yesterday about if you were Rob Walton, what would you do about the Bronco Stadium? Renovate the current stadium, new renovate, new venue at current site, excuse me, or a new stadium at a new site. What do you guys like to see? Hmm. I new stadium, I don't care where they put it. I like the current location, but I understand yeah. the situation with love the D- current location. I don't love DI. I was on with Chad yesterday and I was going pretty hard about how I don't want it out by DI, but I've realized yeah. it's actually equidistance for me, so I don't really care anymore. Uh, new stadium, I don't care the location. I'm there to watch football. Whatever's around, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, one of the things I'm going to point out before I make my point is just how close this is. The Broncos yeah. fan base, yeah. and Mace, Mace can capture the Broncos fan base pretty good with his audience. Right. That's a really split number between the three. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, I think about this. The Rapids struggle to get fans out by DIA. It, it's, it's a real big nightmare. But the Rapids play 20 home games a year. The Broncos play eight, maybe mm-hmm. nine, maybe 10. And then they have a couple of events they host that are bigger events like monster trucks and country music concerts and stuff like that. So you're using that stadium maybe 20 times a year for that stadium to be not downtown to be used 20 times a year, I think is okay. Whereas Coors Field, part of the appeal is that it's downtown. You stumble out of Coors Field, you go to the culture site, bars and stuff, but I personally still would say I would rather the stadium be downtown and you have one combined stadium district like you still do right now. I mean, I know I-25 separates it, but it's basically one area where all the stadiums are. The only bad part, in my opinion, really, is the fact that there's a little too much traffic over there. But stop driving your cars. Take public transport. Bike to games. Honestly, I can walk to the Bronco Stadium. You should, too. Be nice to the environment. Um, But, yes, that's where the Broncos should play. That's their traditional home. I like it there more than anywhere else. I understand if they were to move out, I personally would hate it if they were the Brighton Broncos. Um, but if you build up that area and, and God knows the Cronkies are, and, and, you know, the, and, and I'm sure the Waltons will too, um, that could be a very cool combined stadium district. And I'm sure you've, you guys have been around Sun Valley the last few years. There has been an increase of both money and, uh, new buildings in Sun Valley, let alone what the Broncos potentially could do with the new project. So if the Broncos have to, you know, play in a half renovated stadium for one year or something like that, I think that's a sacrifice worth making, even if you are to, you know, make a, a, a Super Bowl run that year, because you look at it, the Cubs won a World Series with their stadium literally half empty, not being, you know, being renovated in 2016 at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. You look at the games in April and May, Chris Bryant's hitting walk-off home runs to a crowd of construction workers that are literally working construction on the field while the game's going on. But baseball's a little different. 
Rockies legend, Chris Bryant. Let's yeah, yeah. he's done so much for this Rockies organization. John, you know how many home runs he's hit? How many? Okay, zero. I figured that. Has he even played? Uh, I think 17 games, something like that. Okay, big money. Never been a part of a losing record, but we'll move on. I don't like the idea of it being out by DIA. First of all, there's already so much traffic when you try to get to DIA. Adding a mm. Bronco Stadium out there would just be a nightmare, too. I like it being down here. I remember as a kid, if I wasn't going to the game, but maybe I was leaving a family event or something and there were games going on, driving past it and like hearing and seeing the lights, like that is so cool. I-25 sees so much traffic. I know it sucks, but it's also a prime location where you can come from north, south, east, and west. If it's out towards DIA, everyone's going west yeah. pretty much. You may yeah. have a few people coming from the east, but traffic would just be not ideal. And we don't need more construction out there anyway starting. So keep it where it is. Get rid of um, Empower Field, whatever you want to call it right now. Build something new on top of it. Just make that area really, really cool. And I think it could be a lot of fun. And I'm excited for this Broncos season. And, and I got two quick points on them potentially rebuilding a stadium downtown. One, John, you said it's, it's as far from you as before. But Rachel makes the point, and I agree. It's, there's so many people, though, that are all over the metro area. And it's literally the center of the metro area is yeah. that Broncos stadium. It is the – like, it's literally the main exit yeah. to get off in Denver. That's It'll cool. be – DI is way more inconvenient. I mean, I would prefer they keep it downtown. I, I won't flip out if they put it by DI, but yeah, downtown's by far the better. The better and because option. of that, we just saw them redo I-70 and it seems like Central mm -hmm. 70, that project went really well and, and it's a lot nicer driving there and there's less traffic. And I'm not saying necessarily add more lanes, but if you know the Broncos are building a new stadium, CDOT, Colorado Department of Transportation, has talked about redoing that stretch of highway. It's called South Platte Valley Highway. It's the oldest stretch of highway in Colorado right now uh, that's used as an interstate that goes through downtown Denver. That is one of the next major projects on the horizon for CDOT. And if you know that building a stadium, they can kind of manage the traffic a little bit better for that area. And one of the things Doty is doing, Denver Department of Transportation, They've actually submitted plans to the city for a gondola that would run from Union Station over I-25 into Lohi. And that wow. could be part of the plans in terms of public transportation and making it so transportation is a better option for Broncos games. So I'm not saying all these plans are going to happen because bureaucracy does not always run smoothly. But these are plans that are taking place to improve the core of downtown Denver, traffic flow and public transportation. These things will not take place out by DIA. Nice. A gondola system in downtown Denver would be I, sick. I can get a picture real quick. Can they gondola the Broncos players into the stadiums for introductions? That's <laughs> what I'm wanting to cool, though. I had no – so if you didn't know, Jake used to work for the Denver Post, so he was on the news, like, world for a long time. So he's got so much information. But, Jake, that's freaking awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's a little underreported, in my opinion. I like I can't even like you can't even search gondola Denver and it will pop up. But Denverite, I believe, did a pretty good story on this and what the plans were for like just thinking outwardly and doing land surveys because they have a major transportation problem in terms of crossing I-25. They get a lot of foot traffic across that white bridge. That's a beautiful bridge into the highlands, but they mm -hmm. want to make the north side of denver more connected to denver and the way our public transportation system works is everything's routed through union station and we don't really have a circular line that connects the suburbs so they're thinking if you do connect the city a little bit better uh it, it, 
towards Union Station, it'll give people more public transportation opportunities, which I agree with. And it would be awesome. Of course, there's there's going to be a cost involved with that, uh, which we'll uh, see. But yeah, it's called the Central Platte Valley Gondola. And I am downloading a picture of it right now. So if you stall for one second, I got you. Throw it up. That's awesome, though. Gondola would be a lot of fun downtown. Please leave in the comments if you would like to see the Broncos Stadium stay in its current position or see it move. We would also love to hear your opinions on a new logo, new uniforms. Don't There's change a lot it. of talk about that right now with this new ownership group. So please let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. John, what's your weekend plans while we wait for Jake to throw this up? I don't have any. And it's amazing. Oh, no, I'm on. I'm on to, I think I'm on tonight. And then I'm on with you Sunday morning, Rachel, but no stand up comedy for me this week. And I'm just hanging out. Very nice. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. That would be a long gondola line or like situation. Yeah. Like I'm saying, from Union Station across the park and into the Highland, kind of where like Linger and stuff and, and Happy Camper is over there. Yeah. Um, and, and then they have a couple examples. Portland, there's a gondola that goes from the river up to a hospital. La Paz, La Paz, La Paz Bolivia is actually all attached by gondola. I actually have a really big uh, nerd out for urban transportation and urban planning. So this is like perfectly on my niche where urban planning meets sports. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just as much as I love having both of you on to hang out with me this Friday. Thank you, John, for taking time to hang out with Jake and I. And thank you to all of the viewers for hanging out with us this entire week. We love having you guys comment, hop on, express your opinions. We will be back Monday, 1030 a.m. right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Later, y'all.